welcome to this edition of Labor Vision. I'm Bob Delaney, Executive Director of the Institute for Labor Studies and Research. Labor Vision, a production of the Institute, focuses on topics of importance to working Rhode Islanders. We hope you enjoy this edition. And welcome to Labor Vision. You're watching the At Home Edition. It's a production of the Institute for Labor Studies and Research, and I am your host, Erica Hammond. And joined with me today from the Teamsters Local 251 is Principal Organize Principal Officer Matt Tavy and Organizer Mike Simone. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. And welcome back. I feel like sometimes we get to see you guys more often, but we haven't seen you since we've been doing the At Home Edition. So I'm excited to have you guys on. All right, I know that uh, not super recently, but since you guys have been on, you've had uh, two major organizing election wins. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about that, the win with the Johnson Brothers and Stericycle? You want to start, Matt? Or you want me to want yeah, uh, well, overview, basically, uh, Johnson Brothers is a, a beverage distributor in Rhode Island and Quonset. They do uh, wine and distilled spirits. That's about 13 workers, drivers in warehouse. And, um, and and we represent a lot of other folks in the industry in the state. Uh, and then Stericycle is a transportation company. They, they handle and process medical waste. Um, that's, that was 30, about 35 drivers there in one socket. Um, and uh, there's a long history of organizing um, attempt, uh, organizing attempts of the Stericycle, um, you know, affiliates in Rhode Island, but um, I can go into some specifics on, on those organizing drives. Right. So the Johnson Brothers organizing drive actually started, uh, I got contacted by one of the drivers there, Alex. Um, I met with him for the first time probably in uh, May uh, of 2020, and their major concerns uh, were um, you know, uh, during the pandemic, uh, they didn't think they were being provided the proper PPE. Um, uh, they were also, uh, they were also underpaid compared to our unionized, uh, beer and liquor and beverage employees. Uh, and, uh, the company had just switched, uh, from a five, uh, day, um, uh, five day schedule to a four day schedule, which, uh, was very unpopular with the, with the drivers. Um, you know, that's the, those are the main reasons they came to us, and uh, we, we started the organizing drive. There were uh, UL, uh, unfair labor practice charges filed uh, by uh, our local against the company. Uh, the company had made, uh, uh, had had captive audience meetings with the employees. Um, they made uh, illegal promises. Um, you know, there were also some uh, other issues. Uh, I won't say threats, but uh, they did tell one employee that he could lose his retirement if he voted for the union, for the union, which is illegal. So uh, as a matter of fact, I just found out uh, this past week that the NLRB will be issuing complaints uh, based on the Ill illegal promises the company made during the uh, organizing drive. So that election was held on September 14th, uh, uh, 2020. And, um, you know, the vote was uh, seven to four in favor of uh, our union, uh, Teamsters Local 251. Great. And then how about the Stericycle? Was that also a uh, 
kind of a messy fight or a contentious fight like it seemed like the company put up with for the Johnson brothers? Yeah, so it's actually similar uh, because they uh, they also were concerned about uh, uh, not having a COVID protocol, not being uh, provided the proper PPE. Uh, there were some um, some other issues. Pay uh, was another issue there. Health benefits, um, you know, they were looking uh, to improve their health uh, health benefit plan. Mm -hmm. um, the, that company did put on a uh, a very a very, I should say, <laughs> the, the, it was a, it was a, uh, they used a union buster. Basically, he was an in-house union buster. Mm -hmm. um, they had captive audience meetings there also. There were also unfair labor practice charges filed against Stericycle in that campaign. Uh, it was pretty contentious. Um, we had, uh, you know, a couple of drivers speak up at meetings, which was good. Uh, they did, uh, I provided them with a lot of research that I had done on the company. And what helped us too is we have uh, unionized facilities in other states. So out in Pennsylvania, uh, the Teamster local out there helped us uh, tremendously. They sent us copies of their contract and actually gave us uh, gave me some heads up on the on the union buster that we were dealing with, who turns out will be negotiating the contract. Uh, but um, yeah, and Matt can talk about actually what we did with the ULPs there which was uh, pretty unique. Um, the board was going to file, uh, issue complaints uh, against the company, but they reached out to Matt and they wanted to, us to uh, withdraw the complaints. And uh, we did get something in return. And I can let Matt uh, speak about that. Yeah. Yeah, so the, you know, one, one tactic um, that is usually very helpful because, you know, organizing doesn't stop. I mean, ever, you know, but organizing doesn't stop when you've won the election because you still have to get a contract and, and then organizing still continues after that because you still need to build the power of the union on a day-to-day -day basis. But, um, you know, that's switching from external to internal. Uh, but, but what ended up happening was there, was there were some really, you know, those were good unfair labor practice charges and you know the election was done. Um, you know we won. It was it was a two to one vote. Um, you know ratio. So um, it was it was very decisive in our favor. Um, the company reached out, and we we like to have interim agreements. There, while you know, until you reach a, a ratified uh, contract, we have an interim agreement which provides for union access. And, and a way to handle grievances. So, um, and, and that part was really good actually, um, uh, where, where uh, workers have right to representation um, and just cause and discipline and a grievance procedure and binding arbitration. So they agreed um, to this interim agreement, which is helpful and we've, we've already gone up there and to access the facility to hand out the agreement, to hand out Weingarten rights cards, you know, rights that workers have for a union representation. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's helpful, um, you know, in, in this process. And, 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 and another thing to add, what Mike was saying about other unionized facilities is that um, it's part of the solid waste division for the Teamsters and, and the director there has been reaching out to a bunch of the different locals. There were a number of leaflets that had, um, you know, uh, had members, you know, quotes from members and pictures 
at other at other locals at other other unionized facilities basically mm -hmm. encouraging the workers you know in Woonsocket to, to vote union yes because of the the improvements right that uh, teamsters have made in those locations so um you know it's something where we're working together um you know to benefit the workers here and and that mm -hmm. obviously helps everyone else um you know in terms of bargaining future contracts and future absolutely, absolutely. well that's those are both really awesome wins uh or victories for the mm -hmm. teamsters local 251 and i know that um even further back than these victories you guys had a contract ratification um in east east providence barrington with ocean state transit right and yes. so that was back in May of 2019, right? Organizing was May of 2019 and ratification was May of 2020. Okay. And right. so how did this ratification play into the two recent victories that you had with uh, Situate First Student and Durham School Services in Smithfield um, that just recently happened? So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the issue of organizing in the school bus industry uh, because of of that, you know that campaign, but and even pr previously the Providence um, school bus driver strike, is that you know they've been very high profile uh, in the news, social media, etc. And people talk, uh, people know you know Rhode Island's small state, you know, and uh, people do talk and see what it is that we're that we're doing, and that has that led directly to um organizing leads and you know and mike uh took those leads and we were able to uh you know we were able to have organizing drives and uh, so situate rhode island they used to be durham school services um and now and then they switched over to first student and it's just the drivers there um and then uh, smithfield durham school services uh, the drivers monitors and aides. So it was about 15 in the vote um, for Situate and about 43 in the vote for Smithfield and Mike can go into detail. Yeah, so the Situate, uh, the Situate yard um, uh, was, was a great victory. I mean, that was unanimous, which you hardly see in a union election. It was 14 to nothing in favor of uh, the Teamsters Union. Um, you know, the issue there, Matt touched that they were a Durham yard and then first student won the contract. Uh, so the issue, the issue there was uh, when first student won the contract, they had a meeting with the employees and they, they did give them a raise, a substantial raise, but they took all their bonuses away. So they had had attendance bonuses, mm -hmm. uh, safety bonuses, longevity, uh, all that was taken away by first student. And uh, that wasn't too popular with the drivers, uh, the bus drivers in situate. So they re reached out to us uh, and once again, uh, you know, we, uh, and I got, I got to give credit to first student. They didn't put on an anti-union campaign, which is very unusual. Mm -hmm. Not even, um, not even a letter to the employees, which is highly unusual. So, uh, you know, and that, that probably ref reflects the 14 to nothing victory. You know, when a company doesn't campaign against the union and they're free to choose, mm -hmm. they, they always, they always choose the union. So uh, that was a great victory. And hopefully we're going to start negotiations with them. We actually have a meeting uh, this uh, this Sunday uh, with the bus drivers in Situate, and we'll be uh, taking proposals from them, contract proposals, and also electing a, uh, a one or two people to the union negotiating committee. 
Um, Durham School Services, on the other hand, uh, was very different than uh, First Student. They, uh, we actually had a freedom of association agreement with, with Durham School Services that was uh, negotiated by our, our international. So Matt and I decided to enter into that freedom of association agreement, which is basically a neutrality agreement. Uh, but uh, the company didn't abide by their terms of, of the freedom of association agreement. So uh, in that case, we ended up filing a, um, sub a substantial number of unfair labor practice charges against Durham School Services in Smithfield. Um, we, uh, they are being investigated right now, but I think we probably will have some complaints issued. They held captive audience meetings. They disparaged the union, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, had a grievance meeting with employees, tried to correct uh, a bunch of the problems they were having, which is illegal. Um, you know, you can't make promises and, uh, you know, settle their grievances during, during an organizing drive. So that was part, uh, those were part of the ULPs and the uh, there were some other issues too that were happening in the yard and we ended up filing ULPs. Uh, but overall, uh, that election was held on November 20th and uh, the vote was 32 to four in favor of the union, despite the anti-union campaign, which is mm -hmm. you know, uh, fantastic. And there were six challenge ballots uh, that did not affect the outcome of the election. So that was a, that was a great victory also for, for the local and also for the bus drivers, aides and monitors that work uh, in that yard in uh, Greenville, Rhode Island. Wow, that is a significant victory. Yes. <laughs> All right, and so what's next for both of those victories? Um, now there'll be the more internal organizing, right, for contracts. Right, yeah, so there's, there's a bargaining process to try right. to get a first contract, yeah, definitely, in, 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 all, in all those cases. Right. And, um, you know, given the, long-standing you know a little bit of a history in dealing with stericycle um, they have a, a wholly owned subsidiary called shred it um, in rhode island and you know there's there's been some organizing interest there and and mike could talk a little bit about that right so uh shred it is owned by stericycle and um while we were out leafleting the stericycle facility in, in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, we noticed that there were a few shredded trucks that used to come into the facility. So there is some interaction with the, uh, with the stericycle drivers in Woonsocket and this, the shredded facility is located in Pawtucket. So I got a call from uh, one of the drivers um, who happened to be speaking with a few of the stericycle drivers and he, uh, he was inquiring about organizing. So I, I met with him and I gave him some material. Uh, we spoke about the organizing process and uh, he, uh, he went out, uh, I guess, the next day and, uh, or a couple of days later and was passing out the information to a few employees. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, uh, the company found out about it and he was uh, initially suspended and then terminated. Um, so right now, that's, uh, we filed a ULP on his behalf, an unfair labor practice on his behalf. And right now that's being investigated. Um, we're saying it was for union activity. Naturally, the company's saying it was for uh, something else. It, there was a discipline problem, but uh, um, we're sticking with the union activity. <laughs> um, and uh, what they did also, uh, they also fired, uh, I'm sorry, they suspended a second employee who uh, we think the company uh, thought was was part of the organizing process. Um, they suspended him for three weeks. Uh, the company knew that we were fighting 
uh, to get the first employee back that we had filed charges against the company. So uh, uh, the manager from the Woonsocket facility reached out to him and uh, told him to come back to work. And they decide, decided to pay him for the three weeks he was suspended. So that's going to help our case with the first employee that was terminated. Uh, but uh, I have been out there uh, getting a great response from the drivers. I've been leafleting. Uh, they've all been stopping, taking my information. Uh, I plan to go back again with some more information. I actually had one employee come out and speak with me while I was there. And he's an ex-member uh, of our local. And he was saying how important it was to him uh, to get the union in there. So he offered his help. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, I'm very optimistic that we can continue with that organizing drive and hopefully get an election at the Shredded facility also. How many workers would that be? Uh, at that facility, at Shredded, there's around uh, 18, 18 drivers. Yeah. And can we expect to see, uh, I don't know if it's this recent, but can we expect to see any uh, events or anything that people can look out for for that or not yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the early stages. So, yeah. you know, hopefully if it progresses there, there will be. I mean, the goal, obviously, you know, if, if, if the shredded, um, the organizing, you know, keeps on going and we can file and get an election and, and hopefully win, then that puts us in a better bargaining position when it comes to dealing with stericycle. So, you know, and, and it would send a jolt during bargaining um you know so that we represent a, a larger sh a larger share of the the workforce um you know in in the area so you know that that that's that's important in terms of sending a message to the company but also the you know we're we're, we're in some discussions with our with some folks in our our international and other locals of you know potential potential actions that can be taken Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a, uh, the, 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 the solid waste industry and in particular like medical waste, um, you know, it's pretty sensitive, pretty sensitive, um, very regulated industry. So therefore, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure points that, that we could hit on and, and, and if it's multiple locals, um, and a coordinated action, then it sends even a, a stronger message. Um, to the company. So those are things that, you know, we're talking about, you know, no plan as of yet, but that's, mm -hmm. that's those are definitely uh, distinct possibilities given the nature of, you know, particularly Stericycle. Stericycle is, uh, is a big company, um, not a lot of union, union density um, mm -hmm. uh, around the country. They've been acquiring a lot of companies like, like, like Shredit, that. Uh, <laughs> they've been acquiring a lot of companies and uh, and they take a very aggressive approach uh, management wise um, we've in the research we've done we've noticed that um, a lot of their executive levels are former UPS managers um, and then they, they they've hired a, you know additional UPS management um, and, you know, I have a background in UPS, know full well that UPS management's very aggressive, even though they deal with the Teamsters in UPS, but without a union, um, they're very difficult to deal with. So um, this is, uh, this is, it's a challenge to deal with them. 
but it also shows you that uh, the workers there um, are willing to fight and you know where, where they have the confidence in, in, into forming a union. So it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and, and just to touch on um, a little bit more about Shredit, uh, you know, speaking with uh, one of the long-term employees there, I guess he's been there for about eight years. Uh, and he said when, you know, when it was, when the company was owned before Stericycle uh, bought out Shredit, he said it was a great place to work. Uh, you know, uh, they wouldn't have even thought about unionizing. They were treated well. They got regular raises, had good, uh, good benefits. But he said when Stericycle came in, uh, they changed the uh, benefit plan. Uh, they also started taking things away, uh, you know, vacation time, uh, personal time. And so that, that, that was a big, uh, that's what, what led basically to them uh, coming, coming to us. You know, that, that was the big issue. They weren't happy with, with the way Stericycle was uh, managing the facility. Uh, they weren't happy with the routing and they weren't happy with the benefits that were being uh, taken away. And Stericycle, they're not, a, are, they're not a local company. Are they are no. uh, a larger, much larger company? They're, yeah, they're, they're a big company. I think they're out of Illinois. Mm -hmm. I know, they're a big okay. company though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward in the coming months to hearing good news uh, on all of these. And I'm sure we'll have you guys back on here soon, hopefully, uh, with more good news. Right? Sure. All right. Well, thank yep. you so much for joining us. Um, I know that you guys are both very, very busy right now, especially with the added everything that's happening in the world, right? Uh, so I hope, thank you guys for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and I hope you guys have a great holiday if I don't see you. You as well. Thank you. All right. For those of you who are watching from home, you're watching Labor Vision. I'm your host, Erica Hammond, and we hope to see you back here for our next segment. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Labor Vision. We appreciate your input and encourage your comments. Labor Vision can be seen on this channel three times each week. Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thursday at 8 p.m., and Saturday at 5 p.m.